0: Hello, and welcome back to Affirmative Action. I'm your host, Antoinette Grajeda. 2021 has been a record-breaking year for legislation targeting the LGBTQ community. According to the Human Rights Campaign, more than 250 bills have been introduced in state legislatures, some of which specifically target the transgender community. Arkansas, for example, was the first state in the nation to pass a law that does not allow doctors to provide gender-confirming treatment or surgery to anyone younger than 18. As of this recording, a federal judge has temporarily blocked that law from going into effect. While a lot of attention has been paid in the media to this type of legislation, the transgender community is more than the struggles they face. There's a lot of joy and celebration of being yourself, and it exists year-round, not just during Pride Month. To explore this further, I recently spoke with Ari and Nikki about their experiences as members of Arkansas's transgender community.
1: I moved to this area not as Nikki. I, you know, At that time, I was still Eric, and it all started basically in the drag community um I, I got to meet Lee and many other girls as well and many other people of you know the community and it just became one of those uh, instances where drag opened the doors to possibilities that i had thought about but never expressed because i didn't know how to go about it and or if i was comfortable enough to actually i guess slap a label on it because unfortunately as much as we would hate we we kind of hate to say um we well, not really hate but we just dislike putting out labels, unfortunately at that time, my mentality was still in a label mindset so um drag is what helped me meet all these other amazing uh, uh friends and sisters and brothers and so forth and drag like it just it just helped me
2: I can relate to to that um to what Nikki said just because like whenever I moved up here, we moved to like a small town in Missouri. And um, I used to go by Angel. And then um, coming up here, they changed it to my first name, which um, was Jose. And I guess like growing up, I would get bullied a lot. And just, uh, you know, coming to a whole new state, a whole new school, I was like, okay, well, let let me hide behind this like persona that no one knows. I can literally be whoever I wanted. And I kind of hid behind that name um, from sixth grade till about senior year of high school. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Let me go by Angel, which is what I grew up with um, most of my life. And it was just more comfortable. It felt more fitting. My first bar was uh, Xanadu and um, Club Hutch down in Fayetteville as an 18 year old, I knew, knew, but like I knew nobody and just kind of that shy, timid person. And um, then I finally got introduced to like makeup and, you know, the, the whole drag uh, community and kind of started from there and just expressing myself a little differently. And then just realized that like, it wasn't, you know, just the, let me dress up basically in and makeup, and it was more like I was comfortable I- expressing myself in that in that way. And then, you know, like time goes on, and um, you start identifying or like piecing little things together. At least in my situation, you know, little things that like little angel did. Now I see them as little clues or little hints of like, you know, what like this person was like, you know, trying to express themselves but just didn't have the opportunity to um, just because of, you know, society or family um, just tells you that you have to act and look a certain way and you have to dress a certain way to fit into their box, basically. And, um, you know, growing up and having those people from the bar and just make connections and, like you start learning that you can express yourself and have that like support from people that you really didn't know um, could offer that to you. I started doing drag uh, three years ago now, and it's been it's definitely been a nice little learning uh, adventure to be able to you know finally be where I am now, you know
0: absolutely. Now, you both mentioned moving to Northwest Arkansas. Where did you all move from?
1: Originally, I'm from California. Uh, my parents moved to Fort Smith. To be totally honest, I hated the area because it was a big culture town.
0: What about you, Arlie?
2: I originally am from uh, Mexico. And um, when we moved to the US, my stepdad was in, uh, a lieutenant colonel in the army. And so we got to move like, a lot. but when we first moved up here, it was from El Paso, Texas. Um, that's where we're, I kind of grew up and then ended up up here.
0: So growing up in, in some bigger spaces than Arkansas, had you been exposed to drag at all prior to moving here and becoming a part of that community?
2: No, I didn't um, just because I was so young. Like we moved up here um, whenever I was in sixth grade. So that little kid didn't you know get exposed to much uh, especially coming from a very like religious like background growing up and and um just us one like way mindset finally after high school is whenever I started you know wanting to like learn and ex- like different ideas and because I knew obviously like I was different so I wanted to gravitate towards people that you know maybe knew a little more than i did
0: with you both being in the drag community what does it feel like when you're on stage performing as as someone who's been in the audience or someone who's an observer it's always seemed like such a joyful art form at least from from my end you know what what does it mean for you when you get on stage nikki i'll start with you
1: well for me specifically it's just it's an outlet where i get to truly express I um completely I get to merge my love for fashion, my love for music, dancing um, anything that I want to try I can do without like judgment because our art form is so um, diverse and inclusive that like, I can literally go out there in a chicken costume and do you know the craziest song and it'll still be appreciated by somebody and it's just freedom.
2: Yeah, I think I can um, relate to that. It's uh, just a, a freeing like form and just being able to express yourself and have that adrenaline, I can't say it, um, like go through your body and just like get to meet and um, all these different kinds of people and people that are in a way looking up to you and think, okay, well, that's somebody that like, I I look up to and I admire because like it it does take courage it does take a lot of gut um, to you know be up there and um, express yourself and Nikki's very right like you get to express yourself and from no judgment uh, in a way but at the same time like there are gonna be people that are gonna uh, try and judge but it's your it's your uh, art form you can be as crazy as like um out there as you want to be or you can be as tame and as like comfortable as you you want it to be um but it's your art form and that's something that like I value about drag is like you do you and own it basically and it's been really nice just to like be able to you know put ideas together and put together um to create like this Fantasy for you know the span of three to four minutes for the audience that just looks at you and is like in awe of like what you're doing. So in junior high and high school, I was uh, in cheerleading, and like that, you know, being in front of people um, and just doing me was really nice. That I was able to find that like out of school in that environment. Um, yeah, like, used to get hate on it, like, for, you know, doing cheerleading, but at the same time, like, now that, like, I'm able to express myself in a totally different way, and, like, times 10, basically, is really freeing and really nice to have.
0: As you mentioned, drag is, is very freeing, and it's a celebration of who you are. I think people that maybe aren't a part of the drag community They look forward to, say, uh, Pride Month in June, because there are so many people that show up to parades or different events, you know, just sort of celebrating the whole LGBTQ community. How did you celebrate Pride this year?
1: I think it's one of the years that I've, I guess, with everything going on in the world, and we came to see a little bit, um, you know, people of different um, minority groups and different groups, you know, finally being able to stand up and let their voice be heard. I felt like it was my, I guess, somewhat goal, mission, maybe, or job to be able to, um, like, if I can get up here, be proud of who I am, I hope that that can either inspire you or just make you feel something. So this year, like, I tried to put, uh, insert myself into a lot of more charity than I would usually do just because before I just felt like, it was hard to express myself in doing charity events and or other events because I just felt I was always the only only trans girl was involved and it wasn't an actually like, a drag queen. So this year I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm here, I'm proud, I am who I am, love is love, and I wanted other people to see that. So I did the parade, I did charities, I did functions, I made sure I did private parties for moms that have kids that want to do it wanted to drag stuff but can't like i'm trained dad, i was able to like pass that feeling to someone else
2: yeah i think this year um just like nikki like i think we we were both uh very apart and i think that's i wanted to be able to put myself out there a little bit more just because i've you know i feel like i'm in a in a spot where I'm. I know more of who I am this year and what makes me happy, and just being a part of the community, um, not just you know, um, the bar community or um, just being a trans person. Myself is um, going and doing uh, charity events and you know exposing myself to different kinds of people, uh, different age groups. There are so many uh like people uh kids adults that don't get to express themselves because of certain you know um reasons or whatever and just this pride month like i feel like i i wanted to expose myself and let you know the younger generation and even the older generation that you are not alone and um just having people come up to you like at charity events and, you know, putting yourself out there and letting them come up to you um, was really nice. And I admire um, the younger generation that is able to, you know, do that now and being able to like, you know, be a part of that journey for them um, just because in a way I didn't have that um so i just wanted to make sure that like you know even if it's just lent an ear or you know um, express myself on social media a little bit more and let people see my journey and have people um be able to come in and like you know um message you and just be like hey we're watching like thank you for like showing that it's okay to be yourself because it's given them like the opportunity to kind of grow from that as well and kind of open themselves up to you know them not being alone so um i think i that's one of the bigger uh things that i try to to do this year was just kind of show my story and let others know that they're not alone and it shouldn't just be um during pride month um it's it's a little easier when we're like, you know, when we have this like month. Um because you know, everybody's like looking at it and making it bigger. But I think um it's definitely at least my goal for this year was to or in this still to kind of roll that out and you know, let people know like, hey, it's totally cool just to be yourself and um express yourself in any way.
0: And one of the things you said, Arlie, really stuck out to me that you have a better sense of who you are and what makes you happy. So if you don't mind me asking, what are some of the things that make you happy?
2: I think hearing back from people. um, Just, I I like hearing other people's stories. I'm a listener. I'm also a really big baby. Um, So just like hearing other people's stories and getting to connect um, with people it makes me happy, um whether it be you know over coffee or over a drink uh, at the bar or you know seeing a smile on on people's faces is definitely you know um even you know uh, tears of happiness are um things that make me happy just because I'm getting to bond with somebody and kinda um uh, let others express themselves and being able to listen and just watch people uh, makes me happy and i think by allowing myself to show who i am it makes it easier for other people to kind of you know relate and talk and i i'm i'm a listener i love listening so i think that's what makes me the happiest about
1: all of this
0: yeah no that's such good insight such powerful insight Nikki, what are some of the things that bring you joy?
1: I've been at this for like now, what, four or five years. And for the longest time, I always felt out of place. And to finally be able to come into, I guess, that that realization that this is possible. This is me, essentially. Um. And not only having like your friends, your sisters, your family, sister, um, everybody, but at this time, especially in Parliament, it's like, even people you don't know, you can just feel that love. And I finally get to like, I guess, express who I am 100% truly unapologetically. You love it or hate it. I mean, that's exactly who I am. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, Arlene walked a lot of those. A lot of big
0: points out, but for me it's just I finally get to be me. And I don't have to ask for permission. That's beautiful. Um, Arlie, what's the importance of having community and having that support of people who accept you for you?
2: First, like I, I believe that like a sense of community and, and having that uh, support from sometimes at the beginning is total strangers you build a connection. Um, You start learning that you're not the only one. Um, The only one that, you know, has either could be, you know, family uh, problems, um, you know, uh, reasons of like why you can't make certain steps or um, honestly, a sense of community makes the individual stronger. Um, And that's what I've learned is having this like group of people that obviously like i did i walked in not knowing um you start making relationships and you start connecting with people that have the same mindset or totally different mindset than you but you learn from it you you learn that it's okay to be different even in our community it's okay to be different from people that are not in our community it just makes you stronger as a person. It it shows you that you can lean on people when you're feeling down, when you're feeling alone, and it, I think it's it's been very important. Um, at least, like what I've seen is it's made me stronger. It's made me you know have a backbone because I don't think like I would be in my like my position. Uh, if it wasn't for, you know, being able to talk to Nikki or to, you know, different people in the community, whether it be in the drag community, people that are older, people that are younger, like you start learning and building these connections and just learning that you're not alone. And that makes you a whole lot stronger in the end.
0: And Nikki, um, if someone is new to the trans community and, and they know that community, they know that, you know, having that community, having that support is so important. What advice do you have, you know, for helping them um, make those connections and, and build that new network where they will find that support?
1: I guess it would just be don't close yourself off. Every, every conversation, every, everybody is an opportunity to grow. Because like I said, I didn't learn just anything. I didn't just learn who I was from, you know, my LGBTQ family. I learned to be a woman, essentially just from, like, watching my family members. I learned who I was by watching, essentially, men dressed up in dresses and glam out. And I watched, I, uh, you know, I, I'm also a hairdresser, so I've seen, I've seen too many generations of folks in, Every opportunity to speak to somebody is an opportunity to learn. And just don't close yourself off. It might might seem scary to talk to someone new, but be as open as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Arlie, you mentioned celebrating Pride more than just during Pride Month. What are ways that you celebrate that? And what are ways that, you know, allies or other people in the community can help celebrate the LGBT community Throughout the year,
2: I think, um, at least in my case, just being myself, you know, not hiding, I think is is very important um, because I've had people that had never been exposed to a trans person, or maybe they just didn't have the opportunity. For me, just being myself um, is being proud, um, being Um, more than just a month. It's being myself every single day of the year. Um, You know, I am myself at work and no one says anything. I've made very, you know, important connections um, with people from, you know, posting on Facebook, on social media, just expressing how I feel, like the ups and downs of, you know, being a trans person I think is being able to be yourself is something very powerful and something that I take pride in and showcasing that because I know other people see that and I've had people come up to me and be like hey what you're doing like I mentioned earlier um has given me strength and at first I didn't realize doing myself would you know, empower people or show people like, hey, like if Ara Lee can do it, then I can do it. And they may not be going through the same struggle that, that I am, because um, no one's, no two people are the same. But just knowing that like you can be yourself because somebody else is being themselves, I think that's very, that's something to like celebrate and be very proud of. And I think that's, that's something that I, will always continue to do is just show myself for myself to celebrate that, you know, that difference in in, in myself, that growth and that, like, uh, sense of empowerment.
0: Nikki, you've both discussed, you know, getting to that point where you accept and love yourself. Do you have a moment that sticks out to you as when um, maybe you were the most proud of or the most happy, happiest just being who you are?
1: I think the very first time that my parents called me by my actual name and not, you know, the name I was born with. It just made it all, I guess everything that I was going through worth, uh, in a way worth it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Um,
0: yeah. No, you're and, fine.
1: Yeah, this, that because like I come, my background is we are, we are Mexican. Mexican Indian. So the values are very old school. To, and if you need like to give you, I guess an example, very old school. So, and I was raised Catholic. So, so a lot of it was very hard for them. And now that they've had a few years, my, my transition is not just my transition, my transition, my transition, trans- I mean, it's everybody's transition around me. My family had to remember that or learn that, you know, they raised a boy. They grew up, they, you know, they birthed a boy at that time. But now they have uh, a girl, a daughter. And so like I said, the very first time that they were finally able to say it, I think was the, the, the time that I felt the happiest. Because I knew that they finally either have accepted it or... They finally just got past that, I guess, mental state where they're stuck in their labels or they're stuck in one spot. They finally let it go and they were able to release and accept me for who I am.
0: That's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah.
0: Arlie, do you have a a happy moment as well where you felt, you know, just happiest or proudest just being you?
2: I think uh, I can relate a little bit with um, Nikki is just like, being able to, you know, open up your family and know that like, it's gonna be okay. So uh, I came out to my mom officially, I guess, um, the day before Mother's Day this year. And it was, it was uh like, okay, you, I was on on my way to her house. And I called her I was like, Hey, where are you? And then on my way to your house and then she's like oh i'm out and i was like okay because i was you know dressed like before that i used to dress very gender neutral very like you know um baggy sweats or you know a t-shirt just um and like that day i was like in a tank top a like a bra you know uh, still sweats but very like you know a little more feminine my hair was up i had just gotten my ears pierced. It was a moment. And then she told me, Oh, I'm not home. I was like, Okay, so I don't have to do this right now. Uh, so I mentally was preparing myself to like tell her. And then after that, it was like, No, it's fine. Like, I guess today's not going to be the day. And then as I'm pulling into the driveway, getting out of the car, she pulls in behind me. And I was like, Oh, snap. Like, it's happening. I just, I'm mentally prepared myself and then how nick literally put it like we started talking and she's like i i see you as my baby boy that's what i've seen you as till now um but just don't let go basically is what she said she's like i'm gonna need you just as much as you need me right now and so just hearing that and knowing that like because my sisters are super accepting like but obviously like I coming from a very religious um background my my family is Jehovah's like witness so just like I didn't know what to expect um so just knowing that like my mom like had my back you know what I mean like that was the like the whole world's could come crashing down, but I have my mom and that's all I need. Uh, and so I think that was like the moment that made me feel very powerful and just, you know, um, knowing that everything was going to be OK.
0: What like, a happy love. experience. No, those are happy tears. <laughs> We'll take happy tears every every time. Well, that was a very big... It's been a, been a big couple months for you then.
2: Yeah, it has.
0: Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Thanks. Well, before we wrap up, is there any other um, topics or anything else that you all would like to say or discuss?
1: I guess just at the end of the day, just remember, yes, unfortunately, the world does revolve around labels and it's something that needs to... Soon enough, it won't be something that's totally necessary. Just remember, when someone tells you that they're trans, bi, gay, whatever, that at the end of the day, that person is still a person. That person, like Arlie said, um, we don't try not to just celebrate. We celebrate yes, Pride Month because we need to remember what happened prior, where we started, and where we where we're going, and where we're at. I'm not me specifically oh well in general I'm not trans one once a month I'm trans my entire life and every day, every minute, every second, and I'm human too
2: and i think I think she hit it on the spot. I think it's important to to know uh where where we started and how it all started because if if not we wouldn't be where we are now and just people being themselves gave us the ability to be who who we are um and yes we're gonna continue to struggle as a community um but being a community certainly you know empowers us and is able to give us that strength um in numbers whether you're a part of the lgbt uh, Q plus community or an ally. It's important to unite and remember that a lot of things are possible in numbers, and like we're not alone. <laughs> I think that's that's important to remember: is you're not alone. Um, I don't think there's ever gonna be a moment that we should ever feel alone, because like there's hundreds and hundreds of other people that feel even just 1% of what you're feeling. You know what I mean? Like, it may all be different, uh, different paths, different journeys, different, you know, backgrounds, but we're all connected. And that's what's beautiful about, you know, being a part of something so big is you have that to like, you know, whenever you're feeling weak. You have other people to kind of bring you up and show you that you're not alone
0: well thank you both so much for sharing your personal stories with us and just being so open and honest and and providing us and and those that are listening with some good advice about uh the importance of just being yourself we really appreciate it it was so great to meet you both
2: it was really nice to meet you and thank you for having us
0: well that's it for today if you're new to the show thanks for joining us and welcome You can listen to past episodes of our podcast on our website, argotsoul.com slash affirmative action. You can also subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Once again, I'm Antoinette Grajeda, and thank you so much for listening. We'll have another episode ready for you in a few weeks. Until then, take care.